Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered takes on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. As always, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Ryan, and Dustin. And, you know, give, give us a follow on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Give us a good review. I mean, let definitely do that. And, um, you know, we'll keep bringing some good content for you on social media. So moving right on into the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, Morgan, if you want to start that off, kick it off, brother. Yeah, I see. Good stuff. Well, Bridget, our our little girl, she turned a month old uh, this past Monday, so already one month down. <laughs> Let's see. It's been been a good good first month. Not too bad. Um, also, another good thing. Uh, hockey season started back, so Hurricanes are playing tonight. Let's go Hurricanes. Um, bad. Let's see. Uh, as always, with uh, new newborn, is you know it's not always great. But bad. Uh, she got some gas problems. We've been substituting in some gas drops after every feeding right now. But most nights she's been up a lot, um, so not much sleep going on. And to keep it all with newborn, when uh, go of ugly, whenever I hold her, Brody decides he wants to act out and throw a temper tantrum. Awesome. He cries and runs up and grabs my leg. So. That's uh, that's my good, bad, and the ugly. Hopefully, he grows out of that before he becomes six feet tall. <laughs> that, that's Morgan's uh, speech on please have children, <laughs> encouraging people to have children. Yes, Logan have twins. No, Logan does not need to have twins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ryan, take it away. All right. Uh, well, we're doing a lighting round, right? So good. I didn't die during my electrical work last weekend. Felt confident going in, but uh, that went well. Bad, since I didn't die last weekend, I apparently have to do more this weekend. So that sucks. Resident, uh, I think Dustin said he was going to have me out to look at his electrical all of a sudden. So uh, I don't know, something about saving money. Um uh, having to do my own work. Uh, I, I was assured of the fact that this podcast was going to be our ticket to financial freedom, but I guess it's doing your own electrical work. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, ugly realizing how simple of a man, uh, I am when college football or racing aren't on all of a sudden I'm incredibly bored. So, uh, it, it's almost like I know it's coming every, every year, this, these like two weekends, but oh, well, good, bad, and ugly. There you go. All right, Dustin, go ahead. All right, good. Uh, no secret that I was a bandwagon U fan this year. Um, and so I was excited to see they landed Oklahoma's wide receiver named Charleston Rambo. What an awesome name. I don't care how good he is. When you got Rambo at wide receiver, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> um, bad, I can't believe I'm the one bringing this up, Morgan, but Duke lost to Tech in basketball. He loses to a wrestling school. And ugly Carolina, Carolina lost to a wrestling school back in December. And ugly Ohio <laughs> State got blown out by Bam. Shouldn't have been there. Ugly Big Ten as usual. Yep, Big Ten's <laughs> ugly no matter what. Unimpressive. Next. <laughs> All right, so good. I have done this week has sucked ass. I'm just gonna say <laughs> that from everything sports wise, everything like it just sucked. Uh, bad NC State got ran through by Florida State last night by 30. Mandy Bates was out, but there's no excuse for it being that bad. Whatever. 
ugly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, NC State, because they deserve to be trashed twice. That was a piss-poor performance, so you know what? Put up or shut up next time. This is ridiculous. Like, Florida State's a good team, but they haven't been playing that good. Uh, it was a bad showing, so that's my good, the bad, and the ugly. No good, a lot of bad, and hell of a lot of ugly. So, Who, Who's currently number one in ACC standings right now? I'm curious. Next topic. <laughs> so to recap, I didn't die. You had a piss-poor week. Morgan's not sleeping and doing something called gas drops. And Dustin's excited about Miami wide receivers. All right, cool. Hell of a week. Name Rambo. <laughs> oh man all right so uh should we move to a fresher and nicer topic yeah as i said next yes. topic <laughs> <laughs> all right so we've done 20 episodes now um the reason i bring that up is because you might look at this and say wait episode 19 yeah there's a christmas episode out there somewhere that might see the light of day sometime we're not sure it's basically morgan will get this it's basically like the star wars christmas special back in the 80s you have to really look on the deep corners of the internet to find it (laughs) so we've done 20 episodes now you may be wondering why 20 there's a christmas eve episode somewhere out there that may see the light of day um we just some stuff went wrong with the editing but uh anyways We've managed to weave college football and NASCAR into almost every podcast. Uh, these are some of the key sports growing up in the South. We love them, but we can't obviously cover them 52 weeks a year, right? Uh, they're just not on. So um, NASCAR may have started in the South. South clearly has the best college football teams, as proven this week. Uh, but these sports are no longer singularly Southern. So what is? Um, it's kind of our question this week. Uh, we've said it in the intro a lot, but the podcast aims to be a Southern culture podcast too, not just a Southern sports podcast. Um, so guys, let's let's kind of branch off, right? This is a chance for us to kind of open up some of the other uh, categories that we've talked about, either online or offline. But what is the South to you? Like, where, where do you guys want to go? I mean, we, culture, uh, food, music, geography. The South to me is fried chicken and barbecue. <laughs> I, I think of South, I think of childhood, birthday parties at my buddy's farm. We'd uh, be riding our bikes to his uh, dad's tobacco farm down to the creek and going swimming. You know, yeah, back, back, where I'm, back where I'm from, you know, uh, our, our main roads look like a lot of people's small back roads. That's Virginia it, for you. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, Morgan, you had a pretty good list of things. Yeah. Oh yeah. That made life life growing up in the South. So what what oh, were yeah. some of those other things? I thought it was a good list. Oh crap. Uh another one was uh, you know, regardless of how, how regardless of how good your high school football team was, come high school football season, stands were packed. You know, you could be zero wins and everyone was there on Friday night. Um, first day of hunting. Have seventy five percent of the school is absent with going hunting with their dad. It's always a a rite of passage for kids in my hometown. Uh, high school parking lot, you know, sixty seventy percent of the trucks there, cars there were you know pickup trucks with guns displayed in you know the back back window. You can't do that today, but back in the nineties yep. and before that, you could. Wasn't that long ago? Our school had that twenty plus years ago. I think, and then uh, I think another good one was uh, you know Saturdays during race season. You know, you could hear the uh, 
the roar of the engines going around the track from over a mile away in my hometown. You go there on Saturday nights, get you a fried bologna sandwich. and uh, Yeah, I just thought that Morgan's List was like quintessential. Oh, yeah. um, so, I mean, mine was, and you know, mine and Logan's is obviously very similar, but mine was <clears throat> kind of similar. We grew up in, you know, the small town south. I wouldn't say we grew up in the country because we didn't, but we did grow up in small town. I mean, to be and, fair, I half of my time at home, I grew up in the country. I didn't. My eighth but, grade through twelfth uh, grade years, I was in the country. <laughs> yeah, but also not far from town, so it wasn't like he was in the sticks. But uh, so our our perspective is formed off of that. But I mean, even if it's formed off of that, like you know, our lives and our school were dotted with tobacco fields and cotton fields and peanut fields. And I, I still to this day, you go home during harvest season uh, when they're harvesting peanuts. That's one of the best smells like Mm -hmm. in the world it's so cool and i've been telling my wife about that for years and a couple years ago we finally got we were in town when they were harvesting peanuts and she was like oh (laughs) because it just permeates the entire the entire county it seems like um you know beyond that i'd say hanging out at gas stations i when i was in high school we hung out at the exxon station it was down at the end of the road uh about a half mile or maybe a mile from the school. And uh, that was the thing that we actually did. It's not an Exxon anymore, but it was an Exxon station back in the day. Is it a Texaco or a Shell now? I think it's a Shell. It was a Texaco when I was in high school, and I think it's a Shell now because they used to have a sign. This also speaks to the South. They used to have a sign when I was in high school that said, coldest beer in the South. (laughs) (laughs) Not exaggeratory at all. (laughs) Not even a little bit. we had, uh, and Logan and I also had a dirt road that led to our baseball field. So you actually had to go down a dirt road to get to our baseball field because it was stuck way back in the back corner <laughs> off the main road of our, our school's campus. And uh, so, you know, that was the only way to get there. And, uh, it, 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 you know, so when people sing about dirt roads, we actually did go down dirt roads. Sounds Funny like story about song. that dirt road is that our vice principal when i was in high school told a couple guys that when they were fighting or like talking about fighting she goes well and yes we had uh like a dirt road as dustin said but on that dirt road was quintessential because the other side of the road the school didn't own it on the our side the school did own it so she told them if you're gonna fight go across the road so neither of you get expelled (laughs) (laughs) which is good advice um that's how you know she cares um and then, you know, another thing I'd throw out there, I, I know I've heard other people say this, but we had what was called the Sonic 500. We went from the Sonic down to the mall and back. It was about a mile, um, if that. And uh, you were either in the parking lot of the mall or you were in the parking lot of the Sonic or you were somewhere in between and you never deviated from there. Also ate a lot of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so small town gas stations. Small town chain restaurants. Cactus <laughs> oh, yeah. Life parking lot. <laughs> so as much as we've kind of denigrated uh, list country songs on this podcast, it sounds like basically you guys grew up with a Scotty McCreary song. Uh, he's from North Carolina, so what are you going to say? He's from Garner. <laughs> to, to, give you, to give you another idea of where I'm from, when we had a new stuff like Get, uh, get put in in our hometown it made the it was a front page article of the newspaper there was a big story with a picture of the stoplight 
Hey, well, to, to, go ahead, Dustin. Yeah, no, go ahead on that because I'm sure it's related, whereas mine's not. <laughs> well, so I was going to say to piggyback off of Dustin, while ours are pretty similar, they're also a little different because there are eight years between us. So the town changed a, just slightly by the time I got to high school. Sonic 500 was still a thing, but also what you, used to happen was there was a CVS that was built after Dustin had gone to UNC Wilmington that. It was like, that was, when you talk about Chris Cagle's song, Walmart parking lot, about high school kids hanging out in the Walmart parking lot, it wasn't Walmart in our hometown. It was CVS when I was in high school because people go to that CVS across from the Sonic after they got doing doing the uh, Sonic 500 a couple times. They would hang out there until the cops would break them up and make everybody leave. And then if you could, you would go to, there was used to be a wing restaurant right off of uh, Weldon Road, also called Julian Allsbrook Highway and when they got fancy where you would hang out in there and you would buy just the cheapest wings you could. And you would hang out for hours and hours because there literally wasn't anything to do. The only other thing you would do would be there's a Jake Owen song that uh, it's funny that we're talking about this. Cause we just had the conversation about small towns on country and cold cans, which by the way, uh, on oakcitydrifters.com slash shop, we now have country and cold cans hats available in four different styles. So anyone that's interested, go and check that out. This wasn't but, in the notes, <laughs> but uh, we would, we would go and uh, <laughs> there's a Jake Owen song that says we really would ride around cause there wasn't shit to do. That's a hundred percent what we would do on the weekends. Cause you would get in the truck, you'd ride around with your friends because there wasn't <laughs> anything to do in town and you'd ride around till it was time to go home. And then everybody, you either went to a party in a field or you went home. In my case, I went home. Yep. That's, case that's my, about. Case mama's listening. <laughs> you did a good job. Cause I had to go home. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much about the same here. You, you had Walmart parking lot, the Burger King parking lot, Sonic before that shut down and the Hubs Mill Plaza with a bilk and uh food line was, and you just kind of did like a, it was almost pretty much a circle. You just would jump from spot to spot to see what people are doing. Yeah. Well, well, hell, I mean, not just then, when you were friends, like Logan can attest to this. Our parents over the years, well, on the weekends would just ride around and we would have to ride around with them because there wasn't anything to do. <laughs> and Dustin got, Dustin had it easy. I got to say that because when he was there, we lived in the same house basically the whole time. When he left four years after he went the year he graduated from college, actually, we started building a house in the country and I was 14 years old, so I could not drive. What we did on the weekends was my parents would take me and my younger brother to their house that had no roof. It wasn't dried in. And what we did on the weekends, we'd drive out to the property where the half built house would be. They would bring lawn chairs and sit in the house and look at it. And me and Landon would be stuck there because we were 14 and 12. That was how my weekends were spent in a small town when I was 14 years old. What did, what did, you what literally did you... watched the paint dry. <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> then we complain about the painters because D berries like to complain. <laughs> why, why didn't you just dry in the house and then you could sit under a roof and just be dried in? Trust me, once that happened, we still sat in the house. It didn't matter. I was sitting in that house regardless because if I got in the vehicle with them on the weekends, <laughs> I had no escape. <laughs> uh, I, none of this has changed. I mean, you guys, if, if anyone listened to the last podcast, uh, I, we talked a lot about Nashville, but we didn't talk a whole lot about Smyrna, except for my little excerpt about uh, Miss Anna. It's the same. It really is. You go to the cookout. The cookout's right across the street from the in the same parking lot. 
as the food line. It's not my only experience with small town South, but it's definitely my most recent. And you would see exactly what you guys are describing. People were going through, they were picking up what they needed, beer and otherwise. And you would think they would go somewhere. Nope. They're just hanging out. There was a liquor store that was right around the corner for the, for the super drunks who really knew what they were doing in the back of their trucks. And you, <laughs> you had to go up the hill to get to that. That was in the same shopping center as the Home Depot. So uh, you could come down the hill and the car stop coming down the hill from the liquor store. He knew you might've already started drinking. So he pulled people over and everyone would point and laugh. And yeah, there was a, it, it, it wasn't the food line. It was the Kroger, but there was a lot of times I came out of the Kroger on a Friday night, which is, uh, yeah, part of what I was doing for work down there, but it was the exact same thing. It was a big deal in town. <laughs> the whole town was there. I felt like nobody had anything else to do. So they did. When they were coming down the hill from the liquor store, it was pretty funny because the cops would just sit right there and they just, if, if you drove through the stop sign or if you didn't stop, man, you were, you were deader than a doornail and everybody would sit there in the parking lot and just kind of crack up and laugh. And of course I was there on Friday nights cause that's the nature of the work. But sometimes at least during the spring season and during the fall season, you could go watch football or baseball. So like when uh, Smyrna played Laverne, which is a team that was right across uh, the highway from, from the, I stayed in Smyrna and drove into Laverne. So it was right across the highway from each other. It was a big deal in town. You felt like everyone was there because nobody else had anything to do besides, I guess, go to Sonic or cookout. <laughs> There's a gym in Nick's. That was nice. Wait, y'all, y'all had a cookout at when you were in high school? No, we didn't have a cookout. I was talking about in 2018. Oh, 2018. Okay. We, in- di- we didn't go to cookout until like I was about a senior in high school. It used to be, it was sad because the little local restaurant called Piccolo's, uh, it was like an old 1950 style restaurant got torn down and then we ended up replacing it with a cookout. But as, mu- as good as cookout is, and I'm a big fan, I still would rather have that little local, uh, like old retro restaurant, hundred percent. Cause we used to go there every Saturday night. Another thing with our granddad, me and Dustin and uh, one or two of our cousins and Landon, our younger brother, it was a good time back in the day. Yeah. They had good food. They were a good, it was a good spot. It, it was sad when they were gone and we ended up with another chain restaurant. Cause we don't have enough of those. <laughs> it's really funny to hear you guys talk about this. Cause when I went to UNCW, this doubles is exactly what we did. Morgan knows this. Well, what do we do when we got drunk on a Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Oh, Tuesday. We got we got drunk a lot. <laughs> what um, do we do when we got drunk seven days a week? Um, walk down the street to the Scotch. No, walk oh, down the street to the oh, Scotchman's yeah. to the gas that was station. Later. Sorry, that yeah. was later. And then the what happened? How much money? I'm I'm very happy that the Scotch or the uh, cookout came in after I was done getting student loans from the government because I can't tell you how much government money I would have spent at the cookout. It came in after I graduated to Wilmington. It's basically and, on campus. Yeah, Morgan, I'm definitely glad that cookout didn't exist uh, until after we graduated because if I was getting student loans, I'm not sure how much of that government money would have gone towards cookout. Certainly a lot of my money from after well, I graduated went towards it. Sometimes the dog ended up with his own thing of fries because we ordered too much or who knows what it's very easy to do down there. 10 bucks will get you what? Like <laughs> two trays, two cookout ah, trays. Well, it depends on that. If you pieced it together, like five or $10 gets you a couple containers full of hush puppies, corn dogs, lettuce wraps, French fries, milkshakes, <laughs> fancy milkshakes. So now that Don't forget they're fancy. You have to go over $10 when you add that in. So, 
I mean, obviously you've heard us, you've heard us talk about food. You've ter- heard us talk about gas station food or a love for cookout, everything like that. There's definitely like a lot of, there's definitely a lot of other stuff. So kind of what we were trying to do here is just kind of set the table. Right. So obviously we talked a lot about sports. We talked a lot about college football, but the bottom line is there's a, we've done a whole episode on Southern rock. Um, there's definitely other types of music. Um, Logan hosts a whole freaking podcast about one type of, uh, super specific kind of country music with the, with the Texas dirt sound. Um, there's all sorts of different places we could go with Southern music. Um, obviously we've had uh, talks in the past about doing episodes on Southern TV. Um, uh, we Southern movies we could go into. I mean, you got like what easy rider smoking the bandit Forrest Gump. Could we have, could we have movies without Forrest Gump? I mean, that's about the most, I mean, am I, am I in the wrong here? Like Forrest Gump is a Southern movie, right? Jenny might kill me if I didn't mention it. Um, I mean, we're we're claiming Forrest Gump is a Southern he, movie, right? He, he was from Alabama. <laughs> I know you're. No, he played football at Alabama. I mean, yeah. I know he also uncovered uh, Watergate. So he was quite the individual. Won the ping pong championship. Yeah, world champion. Invested in a fruit went company to, called went Apple. Went to White House Bubba, multiple times. Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. That's about as southern <laughs> as it gets. <laughs> Got his got his money invested in some food company, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we could we could. That's another area that in the future I'm sure we could really dive into. I love that you mentioned Smokey and the Bandit. I mean, one of my favorite all time movies. Um, you know, in that and TV, like think about all the ways you go. I you know I know we were talking beforehand yep. about this, but Andy Griffith, it's still one of my favorite shows ever. Like I think it's like a. It's probably a fact that I grew up in North Carolina, but to me, I feel like, how have you not like spent your entire life watching this television show? Cause it's, we, we did, me and my brothers did and family did. Watched and, a little bit over uh, Christmas actually. Yeah. Over Christmas, we were sitting around like a family watching Andy Griffith all over again. So let's, yeah. Let's not forget Dukes of Hazard either. Oh, oh yeah. Look, funny story about Dukes of Hazard. Summer between sixth grade or fifth grade and sixth grade. Fifth grade, I weighed 85 pounds. I was a skinny little kid. Sixth grade, we spent the whole summer in Myrtle Beach, me and my younger brother, and we'd stay up till midnight to watch Dukes of Hazard on CMT. And then every single night at midnight, when it come on, we'd make this huge double decker sandwich. And by the end of the summer, <laughs> I weighed 120 pounds going into sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Because of Bowen uh, and Daisy a little bit. He wasn't <laughs> able to do that slide across the the car after that. <laughs> what is it? The no. General General Johnson or something like that? Oh, the generally. Generally. Oh there you go. Go away. A <laughs> <Yeah>, carpetbagger. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is that with TV, movies, music, pretty much anything, entertainment, right? The uh, to be fair, I was thinking of General Johnson and the chairman of the board, but whatever. You were talking about beach music, yeah. I'll give you that. Fair enough. <laughs> thought I thought I'd put that caveat in there just in case. I was going a little deep, looking at the music section right above TV, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we do have notes for this. I promise, people. <laughs> Anyways, um, what I was going to say is that it's kind of interesting. You can break stuff into it. It seems really reductionary to do so, but you could break stuff into like what's about yesteryear and what's about like today or what's about like the future so like obviously there's two tv shows that people know well um uh, bloodline was on netflix recently it's based in key west watch it if you haven't and then uh, atlanta 
And, and we don't think of these shows as like imminently Southern, but I feel like when you think of Andy Griffith or Dukes of Hazard, it's like, it's almost like you're going back in time. I mean, you are, but um, you're going back to like a different place. And it'll be interesting, I think, to see what happens with um, some of these shows going forward or some of these movies going forward. Um, not to go like too deep into it uh, and to be too crazy about it, but even just like 10 years, 15 years from now, it will look back, I think, and wonder like, oh, like that's where we were going or that's what was happening, whether it's in music or anything else. Um, the one thing I did want to bring up though, cause I know we're split on this. So I think it'll be kind of funny. Um, me and Dustin are anti-comic book, uh, Morgan and Logan, you guys are in the comic book category. Are there any Southern superheroes in movies? The only one I could think of was Gambit. He shows up for like a half second in one of the Wolverine movies. Yeah. Gambit's from Louisiana. So he's about as, yeah. uh, he's about as country as cornbread. Is there any other? Uh, crap, I, I'd have to think about that. I'd have to think about it because off the top of my head, I mean, I, I, you've, I mean, look, look, you put me kind of on the spot right there, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are, but I just know Gambit's one that off the top. Well, there is, um, there is another X Men character. It's a female X Men character that I can't remember what her name is right now, but she was real big in the '90s X Men show, which, as we all know, the three preeminent. Uh, animated shows on uh for marvel stuff was x-men and spider-man and then you know the batman the animated series for dc was killer so like there was a southern um x-men female character but i can't remember her name right now i have to look it up i was gonna say if there wasn't or you know you you should say you're getting screwed or something (laughs) but yeah i mean we can go all sorts of different places there's books there's morgan you're gonna say something um I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think of um, the character characters, and the thing I think of is not Marvel. It's DC related, but uh, you know, Superman, Clark Kent. His character is based out of Kansas. We can go there next. We can talk yeah, about which which states are in the south and which aren't, because I'm going to say nope. Kansas is not. <laughs> well, it's it's not. It was definitely it's not north, but it's. I mean, I'm trying to get as close to the south as I can, and there's not really anybody. So I just looked it up, and this is who I was thinking about: is Rogue. She was a self-described Southern belle from Mississippi. That's, so Rogue okay. was definitely. Uh, she was she was definitely a Southern character. If you watch X Men, nineteen nineties animated series, you'll if you hear her talk, her and Gambit, you know they're from the South. Okay. Did they? Uh, well, this is why we can have these conversations, so we can talk about this in the future, right? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, did that happen in the movies? But so there's, I mean, we like to pretend that we're you know just in the sports or whatever. I mean, there's books, there's authors. Uh, look, we. we Hemingway and Faulkner, we all know that. We'll just leave it at that. We've mentioned Marty Smith multiple times on this podcast. He doesn't just have a show on TV. He does write. Wright Thompson, if you haven't checked out any of his stuff, this is a recent guy. Uh, he just wrote a book about basically, it's supposedly all about bourbon, but if you read it, it's really all about getting to know your dad. Um, so, I mean, like there's all sorts of different places we can go. Food, you know that. Spicy fried barbecue sides, right? I mean, that's that's pretty <laughs> much the four the four uh food groups right spicy fried barbecue and sides <laughs> so basically what logan said was the south yeah fried yeah. chicken and barbecue <laughs> i mean 
The only other thing that I was going to mention that I think is funny, and I doubt we need to have a whole podcast about this, but it's hysterical for me every time I go back to Wilmington. Logan, you were talking about like stuff changes after eight years. When I go back to Wilmington now, I, n- I never noticed this when I, when I was in school. What the hell is with the brands? Why does every, the brands, why does everybody need to wear branded crap now? It's, you got a certain kind of sunglasses, uh, croquis on, you got a, the, the, the belt with the needle point in it. You've got the, I looked it up cause I was curious what the company was. You know, there, there's at least five different companies that make clothes. One Southern Tide, one Southern Proper, one Southern Marsh, one Simply Southern. How do you all keep it straight? Like, come on. Everyone, everyone around town has a Salt Life sticker on the back of their car. It's like, I, I never saw this when I was in, when I was in college. Maybe it's my own little personal rant, but every time I go to Dockside now, there's nobody hanging out with like a pair of cargo shorts and a t-shirt and rainbows anymore. It's... <laughs> The rainbows are still there, but the the only two consistent things from when you guys were at Wilmington to now, because like I can speak from hearing you guys talk to having friends that have been there in the last few years is uh, rainbows are still a thing and people at Wilmington still smoke a lot of marijuana. No comment. I could do a whole, <laughs> whole podcast on the UNC uh, 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 drug bust thing. It's fascinating <laughs> to me. I hope there's a 30 for 30 on it. <laughs> One of the kids that went there, I shouldn't be so gleeful when I'm saying this because his life is probably ruined, but one of the kids that went there is from Wilmington. That's why it sprang to memory. But Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I can tell you why cargo shorts aren't a thing because no one wears them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And that, that strictly comes from, as a guy, like we all liked how cargo shorts were very much useful. You had lots of pockets to put things in. Yeah. Well, my wife, when she wasn't my wife told me that I had to stop wearing old man jeans. She said, my Levi's look like they were, and she didn't like them. She didn't like the cut and they were too big on me. And I was just like, well, Charlie Daniels wears them. And she was like, exactly. <laughs> well, I gave you some recommendations on those. <laughs> What's wrong with Wranglers? They're made in North Carolina. I can't wear Wranglers. They're for skinny people. Well, senior was skinny, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe it was all those double decker sandwiches while you were watching the Duke Brothers. Yeah. Well, I think I blame it on the D Berry jeans. I don't have skinny hips, so I can't wear Wranglers. Oh, you got you got to get your stuff out of the husky section too. <laughs> when I was little, well, we all did. <laughs> well, it didn't help. Love that we had, well, talking about you know the South, it didn't help that we had Debbie cakes, uh, sodas, lots of Dr Pepper, lots lots of Dr Pepper or Dr Perky. Um, we no, had, no. um, and yeah, M- mountain lion or whatever it is. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then we had, uh, fried chicken a lot, but definitely every single Sunday after church, we had fried chicken and then we would eat, uh, not on top of the little Debbie's, we would have like a cake on Sundays and not to, and then we'd have the half gallon, not the half gallon, the full gallon ice cream. In, nope. the, in the fridge like if you wonder why we were in the husky section all you had to do was look around the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> but that was typical that was pretty typical pretty around like was, all yeah. of our friends houses and you know the one thing that we haven't really specifically called out that is very much southern is the fact that tea in the south is pretty much a jar of diabetes yep. <laughs> yep. It is, that's that's true it's it's syrup it's basically just syrup 
And once I stopped drinking it and got away from it, I now I'm like, how did I ever drink this? Yeah. Like I drink it half and half now and I get made fun of by my friends, but it's just like, I can't drink fully sweet tea now. We're, I want to say this is true, but it could be a figment of my imagination that we are at Causeway Cafe, which is in, which is in Wrightsville Beach. It's closed down right now, although supposedly it's coming back with new owners and they were mixing. I want to say that this is true, that they were mixing in the sweet tea, like right at like the register or right behind the counter or something. And I'm pretty sure they put in just at least half the container was sugar. And then they just started swirling the thing around. And I remember just looking at it and being like, nope. Like, nope, nope. I'll have five cups of coffee and that'll be, that'll be more than enough to come. Come on. You you didn't want a glass of diabetes. (laughs) No, no. The, uh, the whiskey, the bourbon, the bourbon and Cokes the night before probably did their work there. You, you, you didn't spend enough time at Cosler anyway. Anytime we went there to wait for tables, we would go across the parking lot to, uh, to, uh, Blue water. Blue water and, and get uh, drinks at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they were happy to see <laughs> us. And we'd hang out with, uh, who was it, Hope Solo behind the bar? Yeah, that was her nickname. I'm sure she appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so one thing that uh, we haven't talked about is that we, we've talked about privately is like geography. What, yeah. uh, what states are in and what states are out? All right, let's go down the list. I got them here on the on the list. Read, read them out. Read them out. All right, Delaware. Out. Out. Here's my only argument: having no been, out. out next topic. <laughs> Mason Dixon lines a fake line. Great. Here's my only argument: being married to a Delawarean and having family there now. Have you been to Southern Delaware? It's the South. <laughs> It's well, basically just, just like rural Ohio, but Ohio yeah, ain't the South either. Say, I've, I've been to oh, Southern Ohio, yeah. and that's, you know. I don't think you guys have been to Southern group. Delaware. I'll go really? on record as saying I think Southern Delaware is definitely in. They call it lower slower for a reason. Well, you, you could put rural Pennsylvania, rural Michigan, rural yeah. Kansas. Basically, like basically Kennedy. Kentucky as a state, the western part of Pennsylvania that they call Pennsylvania. They still ain't the South, but they act like it. Heck, you could say there's parts of California up north and their little rural areas if they want to include themselves, but they're not. All right. Well, if we're ruling out all places that have rural areas, then this will be a very quick uh, go through of our list here. <laughs> Maryland? No. Uh, I say it's no. out. I say it's out. I, I don't think you can be that close to D.C. And Annapolis, I've lived there and we'll be living there again soon. That's not a southern town. I know they would like to be, but no. they're not. Anytime no, you have that much sailing, you're uppity. Sorry. Well, Maryland's the state that nobody wants. They're not the they're not the Northeast and they're not the South. Hey, look, I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna offend our Maryland listeners, but their flag is ugly as hell. It looks like puke on a flag. <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring that up. <laughs> and and there went our only listener. <laughs> Actually. Actually, don't mind it, but that goes back to our uniform conversation. So, <laughs> well, I'm saying Maryland's out, but I will uh, think I will thank Maryland for Old Bay. Yeah. That is something that good that they did give us. Yes. Mm. <laughs> they, well, they gave us old, they gave us Old Bay, and they gave us um, Natty Bow. Yeah, right. Natty Bow crab, too. And crab cakes. Come on, and guys. Crab cakes. Thank, thank you, Dustin, and your football team. The three of you. 
Yeah. Technically, we play Maryland, so yeah. It shouldn't be there. They were from D.C., so it's not really – Maryland didn't create them. All right, next state. So let's go to the state that I think is actually the state that nobody wants, West Virginia. Out. Out. No. What is it? What is it? Is there a less definable state in the country? I agree with that, but they're out. They're not a southern state. I agree. I'm just asking, like, what are they? They're not the Midwest. They're not Appalachia. They're crackheads. <laughs> that was that was... Morgan. <laughs> Gets a bad rap. All right, Missouri. Out. Are yeah, no. Yeah, out. Midwest, St. Louis, and Kansas City are not southern cities. It's, it's the gateway to the west, right? Nope. Pretty much. Yeah. Thanks for joining. Incredible. You have, but... e- you, have, you have to be east of the Mississippi. Okay. Even though they joined the SEC, you're, you're out, Missouri. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kentucky. Uh, I still say a bubble state. It's a bubble yeah. state, but I still think it's, it's kind of out. But I don't know. Kentucky's hard, I'll man. I'll put them on the bubble. In its oh. strictest sense, probably out. But... According but, according to the Logan DeBerry standards, it's out. Which is you don't like it? Anything south of Richmond isn't the South. I don't give a damn if Virginia claims to be a southern state. Anything north of Richmond ain't the South. No, Some of my grandma is, told me, so true. I'm sticking by it. <laughs> that is true. Part parts of partial Virginia is out. So it shares a border with Tennessee and has uh, spent a lot of time going back and forth between Nashville and Louisville. So you want to kick out betting on ponies, all the bourbon, and where they make baseball bats? I mean, I'm not sure the fanciest horse race in the world is defensible, but the rest of it, I hear you. They have a place called the KFC Yum Center. That doesn't sound like it's in the north to me. (laughs) 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 All right. We spent enough time. Kentucky, I was on the record for you guys. Tennessee, I skipped because Tennessee's in. Florida. Florida's in, but Florida's the one state in the country that the farther south you go, the more north you get. Yeah. Yeah, northern Florida is the reason Florida's in. Yep. Like the the Florida-Georgia game is like part of why Florida's in. Yeah, and also Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also Florida Man is the most – just Google Florida Man. You'll come up with the most southern story ever. Any day of the week. Any day of the year. (laughs) Yes. Texas. Out, Logan. Out. Another bubble. They're another bubble state. I'd agree. I think you've said this, or maybe you've made a note here, Angle, but they are very proud about Texas is Texas. And in a way, that kind of rubs me the wrong way, that they don't want to identify with me regionally, so I kind of lean against it because of that. Texas is tough for me because Texas is a state that East Texas is very much in line with, especially far East Texas, the borders Louisiana is very much in line with the Southeastern culture, but Texas as a whole, the majority of the state, I have to say they're out, even though that the majority of Texas is probably a little more Southwest, but like I said, East Texas is still kind of Southern. Clear eyes, full hearts, not in. (laughs) Perfect. Oklahoma's out too, then by proxy. Out, Texas, yeah. Texas, Take your red, rifle, red, red rifle and get out. 
All right, so we're including just Louisville and Bourbon Country. We're maybe including parts of East Texas and Lower Delaware. Maryland's out. West Virginia's out. And we'd like to cut off Florida just above Orlando. Yeah. Did I hear, did yeah, I hear that correctly? Much. Yeah, Florida <laughs> above Orlando and Virginia above Richmond. Uh, or Florida below Richmond are in. So Dustin lives in the north. Yes. Yeah. According to my grandma, yeah. Yeah. So the only he also thing- said I talk like a Yankee. Well, I will say, Dustin, from having grown up with you, like you don't talk like a Yankee, but the way you and I pronounce our eyes a little bit differently now. So you've had a little <laughs> bit of influence from the north. <laughs> well, now I can just blame my wife. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring that up, but you did marry a northerner, I guess. <laughs> by, by the miserable and reckless standards, yes. <laughs> well, then there's the whole colonial South versus deep South. We can get into that some other point in time. I feel like the deep South are the states that just feel like they get to say it no matter what. But yeah. generally, they're also the ones that show up on the bottom of a lot of lists. So um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So I don't know. I, I had this quote in here, and I'm not sure if I heard it from from one of you three guys or not, but... I said like, uh, or, or if I heard it from Marty Smith or someone else, I, I Googled it and I couldn't find the, the reason for it. But is it Southern is kind of like saying, is it pornographic? You know it when you see it. It might even make you feel good in a not so good for you kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is the most perfect way to describe anything Southern, whether it's the food or the cities or the trouble you could get into or the music or anything else. It might make you feel good in a not so good for you kind of way. <laughs> I think. I think we just found the descriptor for our podcast. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So to that point, uh, let's try out something new then. Uh, Dustin, let's kick it over to you. This is your your baby. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, this is the All-South episode as we're turning the corner on college football. And so the guys and I, and, you know, are there some different, you know, is, is there some fun we can have on the podcast? And so... We'd like to introduce you to Redneck Reviews. And uh, with so many reviews out there, Google, Yelp, Facebook, whatever, there's a whole world of fun stories we can share with y'all. So here it goes. Now, I'm going to give a little feedback or maybe context before we get into this. This first Redneck Review is from Carolina Beach, North Carolina, which, you know, let me just kind of lay a scene here. It's near and dear to my heart. It's my favorite place in the entire world. It's not fancy. It's blue collar. It's a working man kind of beach. It's, you know, there's nothing like, it's not like Wrightsville. It's, it's kind of the opposite. So, which brings me to the review. The review is about, there's a wedding venue, or I think it's closed now, but there was a new wedding venue there called the Pearl and the Petal. I guess it wasn't just a wedding venue, probably an event venue, but we're going to be talking about a wedding today. And it's written from the perspective of the mother of the bride. And so I'm going to get a kind of get into it. If y'all have any commentary you want to add, feel free. So here's what the mother wrote about the Pearl and the Petal in Carolina Beach, North Carolina. I would give this place a zero if possible. This is how you know you're off to a good start on a review is because when someone's that angry, something bad happened. She said, we rented site unseen due to reviews we saw on Facebook. My daughter actually got to see the place in person in May. It was trash, but since it was off season, I told her that it was just probably being remodeled, which is what the owner told me. 
All right. So pause here for a second. You said it was sight unseen, but it wasn't sight unseen. The bride saw it. And it was trashed, and you were just like, hmm, my daughter should get married here. Seemed a little weird, maybe a little odd. You know, like they just, looked at it and said, well, hell, this will work. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, hey, it's, I, it's like, hey, I've seen worse. We can, maybe we can do better, but, you know, why not? At least it ain't yeah, a shotgun yeah. wedding. I was about to say, if you're balling on a budget, just go to the courthouse. Like yeah. two anyway. points, two points I'd like to raise zero stars. Just don't leave a review or leave <laughs> one star and say, I'd like to leave zero stars. And secondly, May is not the off season in Carolina Beach. But anyways, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not for weddings. (laughs) Yeah, certainly not. So um, continuing. Fast forward to the day of the wedding, no change. And remember, we just said it was trash. I was horrified. (laughs) I was horrified at what I saw when I walked into the place. Everything was dirty and in complete disarray. I realized then people were living there. There was a dog (laughs) bed that the the bride and groom were to sleep in. Dirty dishes everywhere. She kept telling me everything was going to be fine. At this point, I had no choice than to believe her. What? No choice but to believe her? That's your plan on on this? (laughs) Maybe maybe the dog was part of the gift or whatever. Like, hey, here's a fluffy dog to pet while you lay here tonight. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) who doesn't want dog hair all over your wedding night bed? Of course, right? I'd like to point out the distancing language in the review. The bride and groom were to sleep in. Obviously, she's not close with the bride and groom anymore. (laughs) That's sad because it is her daughter. (laughs) So, moving on. Well. It wasn't fine. She texted two days before the wedding to see what the cake was supposed to look like. Big red flag. This was your red flag? Not all the other things that you have covered so far? Continuing. Well, I asked her several times that day where it was, and she kept putting off. She charged me for a photographer for six hours who quit after three because she couldn't deal with the owner. The photographer apologized over and over for the owner. She texted me how sorry she was for what the owner did to us. She also texted us to come to, <laughs> to come to a small venue down the street if we wanted to have some fun. <laughs> what kind of fun? I mean, so your photographer invited you to a different party or a different event because yours was so terrible. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, continuing. The place was like an oven because she had guys working on an outside door all day, letting in the heat. The guests kept going outside because it was so hot. There was an altercation with a local who was arrested. The police informed (laughs) (laughs) the police informed us he was unstable and they have problems with him all the time. She provided few cups, so we ran out quick. The water was hot. She was serving pink lemonade from a carton. She was trying to be caterer, bartender, cake cutter, and DJ all in one, each of which I paid for as everly. After the police arrested the man who started the incident, she blamed our party and used it as an excuse to throw everyone out and then tried to say that we wanted to leave. 
She chopped the cake from the top tier. Yes, I said chop, not cut. However, the cake was good, but no one really <laughs> got any due to her insane actions. I just find it funny that she had to say the cake was good. Um, also, <laughs> you, have, you have to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> she went from an arrest to lemonade out of the carton back to once the guy got arrested. Like that was a weird like plateau, right? Like arrest. <laughs> there was a local in town who was arrested. Lemonade, wrong way of serving it. Ran out of cups. Back to the arrest. I love it. <laughs> All right. To wrap this thing up, she tried to lock everyone inside the venue after the brother to the first guy, this is the guy who got arrested, came back to attempt to cause more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to manhandle several guests. The bride and groom's table was a complete joke. It was the size of a third grader's desk with two little mismatched chairs. <laughs> I've rented many places. I am a professional woman. I've never left a bad review anywhere, but this woman totally took advantage of the fact I was from a distance away and fed me lie after lie. She totally destroyed my daughter's day. I told her one day we'll look back and laugh about it, and they are still just as married. That's a southern phrase right there. You still just as married. (laughs) That, That is a southern phrase. I will say the flowers were beautiful. She is a she is a good florist, but other than that, buyer beware. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me just kind of wrap this up. In sum, the venue was terrible. None of the services were delivered as promised. The photographer quit and invited them to another party. The cop showed up and arrested a guy. The guy's brother showed up and attempted to cause trouble. The host attempted to manhandle guests, but the flowers were nice. That, folks, is your redneck review for this week. <laughs> hey, but guess what? The, the, the moral story is they're just as married. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. The so, amount of times that I've heard old people in our hometown say, you know how much so-and-so spent on their wedding? I told them they should have just either went to the church or went to the courthouse. They're just as married. <laughs> well, anyway. Had a good, nice little chuckle off of their bad, terrible, redneck-driven day. (laughs) (laughs) And we look forward to having many more of these in the future. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The only way to end this podcast is saying, hell yeah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Oh, man. So, all right, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Dustin, Ryan, and Morgan. (laughs) We'll see you next time.